In episode 52 of Six in the Mix, we are going rogue. Very little intro. We are going to toss it right over to Don, who's going to get us going with some of the most recent topics. And uh, here we go. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's been a it's been a while since we've uh, we've all gotten together. Lots of hap- lots of things have happened. Um, I can't even begin to to go back and into the archives to uh, of, of this last month of of uh, news items to even attempt to cover. Uh, but uh, I know that um, Matt has returned from Florida, so let's start with some light uh, light light news there. How was the how was the trip there, Matt? Yeah, tri- it doesn't look like you got some sun, but that's why you're you're white and pasty all the time. So I'm a yeah, I'm a true true white male. See, I'm either white or red or peeling. And uh, actually, the first this was the and I, I may have mentioned this in the previous one, but uh, I thoroughly lathered in sunscreen and stayed out of the sun because the last couple of times I went down there, I just got just torched. Um, and it lost like two days of vacation because he had to stay inside and wear you know get a hoodie. It was just nuts. So it was really smart. Uh, this time around and, and uh, enjoyed the trip. We spent the whole day on uh, uh, Sanibel Island and Captiva Island, which was my favorite day of the, of the trip. Really enjoyed that. Had a buddy at work share a couple of his f- uh, favorite haunts on the islands. Uh, so we went there to eat and get some cake and um, get a beautiful nature preserve there too, which was, which was kind of fun. There wasn't a whole, a whole lot of wildlife, but it was a beautiful uh, drive and walk. Um, so we, we really had a great time. Weather was perfect. I think it rained maybe one day, a little bit in the morning, but it was like high seventies. Uh, got to see a twins game. My first twins spring training game, which was really exciting. Um, yeah, if I, if I wouldn't have been filming for you, you clowns, I would have caught uh, a ball. I think that Polanco uh, tossed up, he tossed up in the stands, a guy right behind me grabbed it, but I was like trying to film because as these guys are walking off the field, I'm like, man, this is the lineup we're going to see, you know, Correa and everybody. Well, I think he was DH but you know, Buxton was coming in. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. So yeah, we were right behind the twins dugout a couple of rows back. So. Yeah. Overall it was fantastic. It seems, that seems like three years ago, to be honest with you, you know, but it yeah. seems like all of the United States descends on Florida in about March. Is that, I mean, did you find it super crowded and just like, there were so many people there? Um, we typically always go down at that time. So I, I wouldn't say it was any worse than normal. So, but there's a lot of people. I think we just expected that, you know, Ryan, it sounds like you're heading down here pretty soon. It would be interesting. We've talked about maybe going down in the summertime. I'm just concerned it'd be so, so hot and uh humid at that time but um it, it wasn't any any more abnormal the the traffic's crazy in cape coral no matter what but uh, it wouldn't do well bad. if it's if it's so hot you just need to remember the last two months we've had where it's supposed to be warming up and it just <laughs> hasn't so you're good <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct so matt that wildlife preserve you mentioned i think i've been there is that the one where you're supposed to be able to see gators you yeah. didn't see any gators there no, we did not see any gators. Uh, we went on, we went on the drive, but, uh, here's the thing. Like, it's all about like high tide and low tide. And so we, we coordinated to be at low tide. We wanted to be on the beach at that time. And that's really the best time to be at that, at the ding darling, uh, reserve, uh, the guy who's famous for, I think he did a bunch of stuff with birds and such, but, um, we, we were there during high tide, which is a time where they kind of, you know, you know, go to sleep or, or whatever, because we wanted to be on the beach when this, when they're, that's the best time for shells. Um, so we were at low tide, uh, both day, both times, uh, on the beach. So 
Did, did you all go to the shell factory? Speaking of shells, did you see that? The on uh, on Sanibel. It, it's actually, I think, in Fort Myers, so it's away from the beach. Yeah, no, no, we didn't go to any. We stopped, I think, one touristy thing on Sanibel. I think that was just to get some drinks and maybe use the restroom. I don't think we found so many shells on the actual beach. We didn't need to pay somebody a premium to, to get their, their shells. And girls found some with like little hearts shaped in them. It was, I mean, they were just, I mean, just millions of them. It was, it was really fun, painful on the feet, but, but certainly enjoyable to uh, enjoyable to find. Oh, that just makes me want to go. It's so blasted cold in Wisconsin right now. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Clouds, wind, cold, rain. It's perfect. Perfect weather. You know, it's funny. I don't remember, you know, being down in Cleveland, I think it's a little bit less, but we still are all complaining about the weather too. But back in college days when we used to go golfing, you know, in the springtime a lot, I, I don't recall it being as crazy as this. I feel like it was, it was decent. We could play and you know, maybe not March, but you know, April, I felt like we're, we're out there and, you know, maybe a, a three quarter zip on, but I don't remember the craziness of, yeah. you know, super frigid cold and wearing coats and gloves. I, I don't recall that. So I know climate change is a real thing, I guess. I, who knows? It's getting, it's getting colder, but not warmer. So maybe it's the opposite climate of what changes. you're saying. Who, who, climate changes. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Don, just follow the science. Yeah. Don follow the science. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know matt i i'm thinking back to college and i remember what you're saying about golfing but i know my senior year <clears throat> my second senior year that is we <laughs> had 16 baseball games scheduled and we got eight of them in oh wow so we had six they had 16 scheduled really we did wow. we did yeah wow. that seems so, like a lot to fit in to, to fit it well yeah i mean you look at teams coming up from the south i mean teams in the south they schedule like 40 oh, games oh it's yeah it's just and then we we get one fifth of that in come on no wonder i didn't make it to the big leagues <laughs> well and any teams of repute they're traveling down south and playing their whole seasons you know away so cold we, up here we we uh we did well enough just to be able to afford some mcdonald's uh meals after our sporting event so <laughs> with the limit of 550 <laughs> no more no more oh yeah and do you remember how we got most people got around that you had this large order everybody's ordering from one <laughs> poor person up there taking this massive order and then like you had the infamous people going back up be like we didn't you you, you missed our order you 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 missed this and they'd walk away with like five more burgers like how did you how do you even do that that's Just it ripping mcdonald's straight off unbelievable <laughs> no when, wendy's was the greatest because you got those junior bacons for a buck they were on that's the value right. menu and you just loaded right. up on like three or four of those and then yep. you know it, uh, a fry and you know maybe a frosty if you had mickle on your side he could swing a couple frosties <laughs> on the down low <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my favorite fast food deal was the 99 cent whoppers oh yeah, oh, yeah. man that they was done i am best. with you that was the best they were 99 cents at one time or was that like a special oh, for a long time yeah it was for, a special but they, was they a special would run deal. that but they yeah. would run it yeah they was the greatest fast food burger of all time all right i mean it was that whopper's all, amazing that wow I forgot. I actually have that tomato on there and the cheese on there is so good. And to be honest with you, I love, I love Burger King fries. 
way yeah. better than McDonald's. Right. Yes. Way better than Correct. McDonald's. Correct. I mean, I, you know, the McDonald's and the Coke, you know, fries and Coke, you know, that's supposed to go together, but man, I will take a Pepsi and Burger King fries and a Whopper any day over any McDonald's. Love that food. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait a second. I, I guess I got a bone to pick with you, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my freshman year, I want to bet with you and you took me to McDonald's and not Burger King. What's up with that? Well, I, I was, I was using my resources. Well, <laughs> I got it. And by the way, I probably lost a ton of bets through my career. So I was, I was having to, you know, run my budget numbers with, uh, which, which, uh, fast food had the best deal. So no, you taught, you taught me a valuable lesson. Cause you, you know, yeah, obviously I'm coming in, you know, Jeremy Schaefer is well known on campus. And, you know, I, I, I can't remember, I think it was like a golf thing we, we did or something. And you said, Matt, take me to, you took me to McDonald's and I was like, all right, I'll get like a little hamburger. And he's like, he's like, dude, you order what you'd like. You won. I'm going to pay up. Right. And, I, and I appreciated that. And that's kind yeah. of what's, that's kind of what launched into the, the and whole you golf. Carried, that's exactly Jeremy, you right. started him on that. Yes. Well, I created a monster. Well, oh, the thing that the thing that was hilarious is that I never bet him again and you lost all the time. And so I got the I got the front row seat to the most hilarious things played out live in front of me than anybody could have imagined. I just remember going into all these, you know, all these restaurants after we would play our golf tournaments, you would lose. And Matt, you would have to pay for Matt. And it was like <laughs> half the menu is on Matt's tray. And sometimes it would come in two trays and you're just sitting there silent and shaking your head, looking into kind of like the side kind of and shaking your head. You'd look back and be like, no. And that'd be like, ah, keep it coming. Thank, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for it. training him so well and uh, cleaning yep. out my bank account in the meantime. Good stuff. Good stuff. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, vacation was good. Thanks for asking, Don. Good. Yeah. Well, did you guys catch the uh, T Wolves games playoffs? They already they already got bounced. So I think Matt, you you predicted them to win the 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 uh, the NBA finals, did you? I don't I don't think I picked them to win. Did you I? Didn't? No. I, I I'm a homer, but no, not not quite. I don't think so. I go. You have to go look back at calling your shot. I don't remember. Yeah, who I picked like, to win the not the T Wolves. They're still one or two years away. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Well, I wouldn't have picked. Go back to the sheet of integrity. What's I'm that? pretty sure I have a faint memory of that too. No, I'll check it out. I'll check the sheet right picked. now. I know who I picked. I picked. I know who I picked. I way off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Lakers>. still good. <laughs> Cheapers. Oh I man, I, the Lakers don't even make the playoffs with that team. I is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. I'm sorry, but I loved it. I loved oh, every yeah, minute loved of the it. fact I, that I, they didn't I make it. I loved it too. I loved it too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> how can you not win with that lineup? It's, no kidding. It's ridiculous. I've, I've, I've got the sheet of integrity in front of me. So on episode 42, so 10 episodes ago, <laughs> Jeremy, Matt, and Ryan all said Phoenix. Don oh. said the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, and and we all said they would make the playoffs. So we all are in pretty good shape, except for Don yet on the on the NBA champ part. So, just a bit outside. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So, you know, LeBron being you know from from Akron area, Cleveland area, there's still a lot of people that 
you know, are really close to him. You know, some people either hate him or love him. Um, uh, but there's some people that still love him and, and stuck up for him. So I, I walked, uh, uh, you know, I walked up and say, Hey guys, when was the last time you saw LeBron? And they're kind of all quiet. I said, ah, I, I just saw him. He's on the back of a, on the back of on the side of a milk carton. <laughs> they, they weren't real thrilled with that. <laughs> he hadn't been seen in a while. Oh man. Yeah. I'm interested to see where he ends up. That was an entertaining uh, T-Wolf series. I, I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like they should have won that obviously, but uh they were obviously, I just feel like they were the better team the whole series, but they just could not put anything together in the fourth quarter, last five minutes specifically to, to sustain anything. What, what do you, what do you honestly attribute that to? I mean, as you were watching it, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Cause I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm thinking, is it the coaching? Is it the play select? Is it the actual players? Because they've got some, yeah. And, and Ryan, you're right. Maybe it's, maybe it's all mental. I, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, it has to do with that, but. I just, yeah, it just blew my mind as, as these, as the clock wind down every game, we had Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, two probably unguardable players at that point in time. I think they're, they're just, they're just unguardable. Uh, you, you can't put up a good, you know, defense against them. Either you're going to get, uh, either get dunked on, or you're going to get a three to, uh, on thrown on you. And here we have D'Angelo Russell throwing up, junk he was finally benched the final the last game thank god in the last five minutes finch decided to finally come to his senses and uh keep mclaughlin out there um but uh but it was just yeah he, i mean we just took stupid shots and then you know carl anthony towns he he jacked up stupid shots too he <laughs> that? took like that three-point shot to, at, at the end of the game i was just yeah. like that really just happened it was yeah. like one and a half minutes left and it, all of a sudden he's jacking up some random three-point shot from from half court almost it was just stupid i was just like you guys and i think they, of course they got some obscure award for the for an nba team losing losing so many games in the series with up more than double did you know up double digits in the in the second half you know right right <laughs> it's just stupid thank you thank you for mentioning that i was just going to say the whole paradigm in my mind has shifted i used to think if my team built up a huge lead it was great <laughs> going forward now i get scared yeah with the timberwolves if they build up because it's almost like clockwork we get a 15 point lead and you know memphis is coming back Right. Yeah. Well, look what happened to UNC in the, in the final, you know, uh, NCAA. I mean, they, they, there's no reason they should have lost that game and just chipping away, chipping away. Here we yeah. come. And I've, I've been consistent with this, you know, for a while, again, the biggest Minnesota Homer for sure, but they're still one or two years away. Uh, and so, like I said, as painful as it was, and they, they could have, should have, would have won it. Um, I think this was very good for them. And I, I hopefully believe we'll see the fruit of this, next year as they are more consistent in the you know in the regular season maybe put themselves in a little bit better position not to be in a playing game but when it comes down to that fourth quarter and, and having that lead and be able to protect it grow it uh, and not give it away I think I think we'll see the growth there we should see the growth there we've got the talent I think we got the right coaching I don't think they had the experience to deal with it they had to go through that so I, yeah but, you know. but Memphis is inexperienced too I mean they're they're as young if not younger 
I, I would love to trade uh, D'Angelo Russell for Brandon Clark. I feel like every time Memphis missed a shot, Clark was there with a little. He was, yeah, put back. Yeah, he, he, was, he was coming off. Yeah, his his offensive rebounding and his positioning was terrific. Oh. All right. No, I, I texted this to Kenny after game one or game two. This is what I said. I said, this has all the makings of let this team taste the playoffs playoffs and learn from the experience kind of playoff series let's be honest that's what the takeaway will be after all is said and done let's just cut to the chase yeah <laughs> <laughs> well after, like, after their first loss in the series this is, this is just what happens <laughs> good call <laughs> oh i gotta love gotta love uh minnesota sports minnesota sports that's I'm, it that's it yeah, but I mean, you take a look at though. I mean, obviously the Vikings got a little bit of excitement with with moving, you know, getting a lot of new leadership in. So there's excitement there. The Twins bringing in Correa, some excitement. We're we're doing fairly well there. The Wild, one of the best teams in the in the NHL, and the Timber Puppies finally doing something. You know, finally playing past the end of the regular season. That's I mean, it's looking up a little bit. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. It, it has been fun watching the Twins. I. Um, I got uh, season tickets this year. I'm glad I cashed in on that when I when I did. I feel like they are going to be fun to watch this year. And so far, they haven't disappointed. I am a little nervous about Buxton. I feel like we have to handle him with kid gloves. I feel like every time he gets hurt, we got it's like we got to set him down. We can't play him too much because we don't want him to get hurt. And uh, oh, man, we're we're coming into a, a home stadium with artificial turf. Uh, we better not put him out there. And let him make. He can run the bases, but just don't put him out on the field. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I feel like let's just trade the guy, and get it over with, and 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 uh, I, I I'm kind of no, I can't believe no I'm way. I'm, no I'm kind of I'm kind of with Don on this one. No. I, I, oh yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm I'm there, and I I will add this. If if we can either trade Buxton or somehow make sure he's healthy and bench Sano for any other offensive player, I think we're in good shape this year. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Sano. You we have to put him out there in order to generate any type of tradeability. <laughs> he market. just keeps going downhill. He just keeps going down. He's got no tradeability market right now, so we got to put him out there in hopes that he strings together a couple of games and then we can trade him. <laughs> oh man. I'm telling you, so. end of July, early August, he'll have an eight-game stretch. That's it. And, and, but <laughs> he's injured too. But they got to. Buxton gets hit by so many pitches because they pitch him, they pitch him fairly aggressively too. That's why he sat out. What uh, that was not not today's game, but Saturday's game, because he had a contusion on the hand for getting hit. Like in that other, remember was it last year that was he was out for some time because he mm-hmm. fractured, did he fractured a finger or, or yeah, broke a finger or something like that. Something like that yeah. So you know, I get it. Out in the field, he's got to calm it down but he's got to stop getting hit by pitches too so don what is what does your season ticket you know thing look like i mean is it every home game that you got or did you buy a different so so yeah me and uh me and bobby lundquist and and some other guys went in on on tickets and so we got you know all home all the home games and we did a draft for all the home for all the games we want oh wow and so so we split it up you know okay so you you personally don't have the whole thing personally have them all oh i was surprised i was like oh my goodness don this is a commitment (laughs) wow yeah but i'm telling you i'm kind of like i don't know maybe next year this will have to be (laughs) 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 i could i could see maybe the 40 game package i don't know about the 80 game yeah that's a lot that's a lot but yeah because you know half of these games you don't want to go to in the is it a 
is it a two ticket two ticket or four yeah, four tickets? tickets okay gotcha yeah gotcha and it's so slick now i mean the way they they do it you can trade your tickets in for a different game you know if you, if you just can't make that game then you can trade it in for another game or or trade two trade four tickets in in your pet that you have and 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 you know bring your whole family to one you know so mm. so dri so driveway to to parking lot from your home to the field what are we talking time-wise half hour oh my goodness that's don't that's... you have like a train or a tram don't they have that up and running yet <laughs> yeah, jump I'm on not, up in brooklyn not, park not, man on the ritzy crazy. area I, I want to live talking about next, that's lift up the next day <laughs> every time i fly into minneapolis man from down I, I i take it from the airport all the way up to downtown my dad picks oh, me up man. downtown it's perfect no, there's no way I'm taking that train. That downtown oh. is a cesspool. It's, it's, you're, you're just lucky to go downtown. I mean, I literally, Jen and I were walking back from the game on, what was it, last Saturday, and, and the pot smell, it was just awful. We, I mean, it was at 6 o'clock. It was 6 o'clock, and the, you could just see it. It was just starting to shift. You could feel the, the whole thing starting to shift out down there. It, mm. it was just awful. I mean, yeah, yeah. Those night games are going to be tough. And that was the same night. It was the same night that the T Wolves game. Uh, they had a mm. nine o'clock T Wolves game for whatever reason. I don't know why they scheduled at nine o'clock. Probably the TV TV schedule thing or something. Yeah, like that. but they had a yeah. nine p.m. T Wolves wow. game. Wow. And the game and the Twins game got over at six. So all these people were pouring in for the T Wolves, and I was just like, just. Praying over every one of them as I pass by, I'm praying they make it home because I would not want to be leaving the Target Center at midnight. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds scary to me, but yeah. Well, that's that's nice. I mean, for me to get down to to uh, American, well, I I know it is Miller Park, but um, American Family, I think they just renamed it. Um, you know, it's an it's an hour and fifteen minutes, and I I just that's hard yeah, to that's, that's hard tough. to make. That's a tough so, slot. Out. It's, it's it's sweet when you have season tickets, you get your own gate. There's like two gates that they, they let you in, you know, not like there's a mass of uh, people ever, you know, you have to wait in line to get in, but it's nice to zip in with, you yeah, know, with your, right. your season You know where you're pass. going. It's yeah. yeah, you get your season ticket pass, boom, you get you get 20% off all the food and, and uh, apparel. Oh. oh man, it's nice. It's, I love it. I'm just like, oh, this is great. I can't, I don't, I don't think I can turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> they got me they've got me the hook <laughs> man so that's good that's so good well that. i i know i know this might be not the best time to put this but since we're playing or talking baseball one of the things that we were going to talk about is calling your shot with baseball in the world series so let's throw it in now just because of the fact we're talking about it last year i remember that i picked a team i don't know if you guys remember this but i i picked the a's to win the world series, which was the worst pick possible. And uh, so Outs I'm outside of mine, curious. outside of my pick. Well, I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but um, let's, let's, let's do calling your shot. Let's throw out there. Who's going to win it this year. And uh, let's, let's chart it down. So Ryan, you got to have your uh, little sheet out there and take us all down. Um, and, uh, to start with, let's, let's go with, let's go with Ryan and then Matt and then Don, and then I'll finish up. So Ryan, I know you follow baseball a lot. It's, it's one of your passions. As you look at the entire major, major league, what, what team stands out? You probably have a couple, but what team right now do you think is going to make it all the way? Well, I'm going to tell you 
that I'm going to pick the same team I picked last year, unfortunately. They, they let me down, but I'm going to pick the Dodgers once again. Um, I, I don't know if that's wise or not. And Jeremy, I'm sorry, I'm kind of pausing here a little bit because I did go back and look at your pick and you didn't give yourself enough credit. You actually picked the White Sox who had a better year than the A's. What? So, I picked the White Sox? Yeah, I've got you down for the White Sox last year. They were a much better team, at, at least from what I remember. I, well, I, I'm, I must have switched that right on the podcast because up until that night I had, I had the A's as, as my, uh, maybe that was a year, two years ago. Well, Jeremy, I remember, remember who's keeping the sheet of integrity. So things That's probably true. switch on that every well, and, month. So in my memory on this one's probably not the greatest. Cause I don't follow baseball whole as, as much as you guys do, but yeah, White Sox. Okay, all right. I, I, I you probably mentioned the A's. I could, I could. Maybe I, that's I, what. Maybe that's yeah. what I did because I do remember now. Um, now that you mentioned that, I think I do remember switching right then. It was between those two. So yeah, anyway. yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers once again. Um, I, I don't know who their closer is, but I know they've still got a really good rotation. Um, <laughs> even though one of the reasons I picked them last year is because they picked up Trevor Bauer and he's had some off the field issues. <laughs> Don, Don. That's ridiculous. Oh, he's going to, he, he's going to be off the field for a while. Isn't he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a couple of years since we Two see Trevor Bauer. I got suspended for. Wow. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I guess. Okay. I, yeah, that's a whole other story. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't I'm, know the ins and outs of it, but yeah. Right. So I, I don't know their closer, but it looks like Kershaw's back to form. He's pitching really well. And then they picked up, I think the, I think he was the MVP last year, uh, Freddie Freeman. If not, he's a great yeah, player. From Atlanta, right? From, Atlanta. from yep. Atlanta. Yep. And he, they've also got Trey Turner. So they, they're, they're just stacked all over the place. So I, I think, I think I'm going to stick with the Dodgers again this year. All right. All right. Dodgers, it is, it is for Ryan. Matt, how about you? Well, I'm going to even uh, have to ask. I mean, is no, this. No, you do. You do. Oh, you do. Okay. You do. Yeah. So I obviously I love the twins. I love the way they're starting. I think the pickup of Correa was great. So you know, Falvey and Levine doing some things. Owners still showing they can open up the pocketbooks, but I I don't trust that that bullpen at all. Um, I think we got bring on some nice starting pitchers. Um, once our bat bats heat up, they can get it going. But you need pitching, especially down the stretch. You're gonna have some tight games, and yes, who September, you're bringing into right. the bullpen, I don't trust. So I I think they're similar similar Timberwolves. I think they're kind of a year away and i think they'll they'll show well they'll do decent in the playoffs they'll finally uh break that what 17 or 18 game playoff losing streak which is nuts uh we'll get that elephant off our back but um i don't think we're gonna win it i hate to say it but uh it's the team i probably hate the most it's uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call the new york yankees are gonna win wow i didn't think you were gonna go there but yeah unfortunately it's just i think it's been too long for a team like that i think they they put some pieces in place. I think this is the year they, they get there. And I think they will beat the Dodgers. I think they'll meet the Dodgers in the world series. And I'm predicting them to beat the Dodgers in the world series. So, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? All right. Twins twins are next year. I'll put my, my pick in. Now the twins will win the world series uh, next year. Sorry. That's not on the agenda. <laughs> Just put it up, put it in the sheet of integrity right now. Note 2023 season, Matt picks the twins done. All right. Don, how about you? Well, I like uh, I like Ryan's safety pick of the uh, of the Dodgers. I just yeah, I think that lineup is is 
unbeatable, but I, we, I saw I saw a couple games. They came in for a two-game stint here against Minnesota. Mm. <laughs> it looked like a JV team playing against the varsity team. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that lineup with Freeman and Betts. And, and it's just it's, it's, it's stacked, like Ryan said. Um, but I'm going to go with the uh, another team that I've been enjoying watching lately. It's the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they're... Mm. Uh, I think they've got a, they've got, they got a lot of, it's, they're a lot of fun to watch. They got Vlad Jr. just pounding the ball left all field, all parts of the field. It's just, he's, he's, he's a special player. He's fun to watch. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick them. Wow. I didn't think anybody was going to pick them. I, that was my pick too, Don. You took my pick. I was like sitting here going, nobody's picking the Blue Jays. Don does. Well, Don, you got, you got a second vote there. I, I agree. I, I, I was watching some of the highlights of them. And they are kind of a fun team to watch. They're, they're exciting. And they've got a lot of good pieces in a lot of areas. It's not just one particular thing. Like I think the twins, you know, struggle with and, and to have a full thing. You're, you're talking about the Dodgers. I think they're well-rounded as well. There's probably going to be a surprising team that comes out of, you know, out of the, out of nowhere, like usually happens, you know, and, and really that's kind of the fun of baseball, especially in September and when we get there, you know, late in the fall, and then all of a sudden one team gets hot and you're like, where did they come from? And that's kind of fun too, to watch some of the Cinderella stories or, you know, just the no name, you know, people that make their name. And uh, so anyway, so two J's, uh, we got the Yankees and we got the old Dodgers. So Ryan, there you go. Set them all down. Yeah, I, I got them all down. And I've got to say, this is the most consensus we've had because <clears throat> truth be told, the other two teams you all mentioned were in consideration for me too with with toronto because don knows i'm a big vladimir guerrero junior senior fan right and with the yankees anthony rizzo hits a home run about every game and he's he's in addition to judge and stanton and it's just it's just nuts yeah but in new york you got to hit it like 175 feet to to right right field it's so pop like a pop fly to you know (laughs) short right in most fields is like ah it's a homer yeah, <laughs> that goofy New York Yankees announcer, oh. the Rizzo, the Rizzinator. <laughs> He's such a goner. Sterling is the man, man. Well, he is, yeah, but it's just so annoying. That, that whole that whole club is just straight annoying. It's uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Alita, Alita has some uh, teachers that are Yankees fan, Yankees fans, and she can't stand them, of course. And she yeah. rips on them all the time. It calls her part, calls their uh, home home field. Uh, uh, a little league park. Oh, nice. <laughs> true. Very nice. true. Wow. Right. <laughs> oh, You're going, but oh. she has, and, and I'm telling you this, it's hard to, it's hard to watch her with Correa because you know how much she hates Houston and the Astros and all the cheating scandal. And I have to agree with her, man. It's hard to, it's hard to swallow that he's on our team. But oh man, it's so nice watching him. Hey man, everybody, <laughs> it, seriously, everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody yeah. deserves a second chance. He's, he's turning over new leaf. Oh, so I'm know. curious. She, I mean, she, she's not a fan of his. No, she was and very she, upset. When we and she, him. but, but so what is the, I mean, what is the temperature like when she's seen him in a twins uni? Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's hot and cold. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's always nice when, when, when he's playing we were talking about it today, actually watching him play shortstop. And then I was like, well, I remember last year we had Simmons last year there. I'm like, who would you rather have? And she's like, yeah, I mean, well, Simmons was a stud on defense, but he couldn't hit as well as Correa. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, it's like, 
it's, it's a battle. Give it's her another battle. month. Ikura yeah, is hitting like three thirty. Exactly. Twelve that home fe- runs. That female is, mind will not let go of that. <laughs> will la- not let go of that. <laughs> that issue very very easily. <laughs> oh, she was loving what uh, Pineda put pitches for Detroit, and uh, and uh, the Twins knocked them around a little bit. Plenty yeah. of she, oh, bet she loved that. She just thought that was fantastic. <laughs> she hated Pineda because of because of uh, when he cheated or whatever. He, oh, he was uh, he was doping a little. Boy, I, I like Elena. She is by the book baseball. <laughs> Man, that's great. And the the Brewers catcher got booted for eighty games too because of uh, because of that. Did you oh. hear about that? Wow. Oh, no. who's, who's their catcher? Uh, who was their catcher? Um, doggone it. What is his name? I can't remember his name, but anyway, he gets to, uh, almost the, um, start of the the season and they take a drug test and he comes back positive for, you know, some substance, a banned substance. He goes on record, (laughs) goes on record and tells people that it's because he was trying to, he was, he was trying to conceive. And so, it had something to do with that. And anyway, it blew up and it was like, what are you talking about? He's trying to get pregnant. No, he's trying to, well, yeah, conceive. He's trying to figure out he's trying to, he's yeah. It was because he was trying to have children. And so it was his side of it. Right. And he, uh, his side of was, it. Okay. There was a, there was a banned substance in, in that, whatever, whatever, you know, drug that he was taking or whatever. Uh. So he he used that as the as the you know the veil, and uh, I don't I don't think too many around, around here bought that. So wow. anyway, is it is it Manny Pena or is that a few oh, years ago? It was Pedro Severino. Severino. That's what oh it is. Severino. Okay, that's it. Jeremy, I'm behind the times. Tell tell those Brewers guys to go talk to some of the Minnesota your know, former Minnesota sports folks because they sell something called the Wizenator. That could really help save you from something like that and get you a full season. Right? <laughs> Who was that clown for the Vikings that did that? Running back. What was his name? Yeah. I just had it. I just had it in my head. Uh, such a goofy guy. guy. And he tried to make an excuse for that. But, uh, yeah, I think he got lit up, and that was the last we ever heard from that guy, too. It's just so I just you, remember the Wizenator. That was yeah, when you, when you start to talk about these things and you just start to, you know, make excuses for whatever, whatever reason. Yeah, right. You're trying to cover up what you're doing. Up. Right. Just, you got caught. You know, swallow it. it. You're done. You know, take your suspension, tuck your head and tail for a while, and then come back. Ontario Smith. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Ontario <laughs> Smith. Boy, haven't thought about that name in many moons. Clear my, uh, clear my, uh, clear my history, my internet history after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> Oof, the man. <sighs> I'm looking forward though to a. Uh, these uh this twins this twin season man this is so exciting mm-hmm. to watch them they're so much fun i'm buxton just so much fun yeah so much fun and a lot of fun around a lot of excitement around the team here so a lot of fun with the local nine yeah i've never been i've never been to the field either i've heard it's just beautiful and just just an absolute wonderful place to be 
I, Ryan, I gotta, Ryan, how often do you get down there, Ryan? Do not you, much. I, I've been there once since I moved. I think just once. Well, with my family, then I went with a friend. So maybe twice since I've been back in Minnesota. But I got to be mm. honest, I prefer Milwaukee's ballpark. I've been there for right? both, both the indoor game and then when they opened the roof. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think I think I like Miller Field or whatever you called it earlier in the show. Yeah, it's American Family now. It used to be Miller Ball, Ballpark, but okay. yeah, it's it's a nice. They never opened the roof. Sure. That's the thing. It's like I, mm. with those retractable roofs, they never open them. It seems like I've been a oh. few Miller Miller Park uh, games. Okay, they never. I've never been to one where it was open. Really? Mm. Yeah, I've it, been to. I think I've been to three, and all three have been open. But they're really? you know they're okay. they're towards the summer. You know, it's yeah. not it's not you know right now when everybody is you know got the baseball fever because it's just coming in opening day type things i mean opening day it snowed you know i mean it was like they had everything shut they've had everything shut because the wind and everything else it's been crazy yeah but yeah it worked out really well for us it was when ebs and i we took a trip out there back probably around 2000 the expos were in town so we got to sit down the right field line indoors on friday night and then outdoors in the left field bleacher on saturday so it was really you get different vantage points and of course just being that close to vladimir senior uh was was a great joy for me so well when ebs comes for his conference sometime in the summer maybe we should try to see if there's a game that we can all uh get out to and hang out in the miller uh, miller park yeah that'd be, be cool. fun yeah um, i've not i've not been to miller park i it's uh, one of the ones i, sh- I should have been to but uh to look for an opportunity maybe so I'm I'm hearing Ryan that the of the possible when the ML League ex, uh, has an expansion, next two teams up might be Montreal. What are your, what oh, are your yeah. thoughts? Really? They're gonna I, they might expand back into Montreal. I think that that's, that's yeah. I've heard that too. I've heard that rumor. Well, I'm um I'm a pretty loyal fan, and I don't yeah. think it's going to be the Expos franchise. And right now I'm with the Twins, so I'm probably going to stick with the Twins. Technically, who is the, what is the X? Who are the Expos? Yeah, yeah. that's what I, my question is. Right now? Is. Yeah. yeah. The, the no. Nationals. The Nationals? Okay. Yeah. Really? Yep. Hmm. So they left Montreal and eventually relocated to Washington, D.C. and became the Nationals. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So, and, and my, at that point, I, I felt like it's, it's a different team different brand you know when you like a franchise it's the logo you know it's 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 the whole ambiance the stadium even though olympic stadium in montreal wasn't well attended it was a pretty large facility and not very well attended but yeah i remember seeing the highlights of those that state was the big thing was huge wasn't it, it was oh yeah oh yeah massive it was stadium just you got like one one empty. kid in left field like gets every home run ball <laughs> Oh man, there's this guy who did a rap video about the Expos after they they moved from Montreal, and it's kind of a cool video. He he goes through all the Expos legends, talks about memories with his brother and his dad growing up in the stadium. I've watched it a few times. It's it's pretty good, but um, hmm. yeah. So I all that to say, Don, I don't think I'm gonna transfer my allegiance unless the Twins leave, which I don't think they're going to, but. Uh, I've yeah. heard Tampa. I've heard Tampa Bay in the mix to leave. Oh, to leave. Um, okay. Because, yeah, they're yeah, they, they just can't yeah. generate any fans out there. They, oh, I uh, got that horrible stadium. It's really? Like, no, it is a terrible right stadium. On the, on the sideline there, right <laughs> so on terrible. the foul lines. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> yeah, go go from Tropicana back to Olympic Stadium. I don't know about that. 
Oh man, I'm just Both waiting dicey. for a catcher to get beamed. Right. Yeah. Well, that's one thing about. I don't think this ever happened at Olympic Stadium, but you you know one of the issues with the trop is how low the ceiling is, so the balls are yeah, constantly hitting exactly. these catwalks yeah. and. <laughs> Unbelievable. That that drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. What, what does Elena have to say about that? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the big boy. It's a it's a it's a big boy version of the uh of the little league park. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's goofy. Yeah. Is that the one with the uh, slanted uh or the, the angled at the in center field where you gotta run up a slope? Houston. I just yeah, I don't understand that at all. That is the, the for me as a center fielder, I, I'd be fuming hot. Like now I gotta negotiate the wall and this <laughs> ramp up to the wall. How dumb is that? Who comes up with that? Seriously. Oh that, man, that'll be where he gets injured. Watch, you know, hard charge <laughs> and he be, hits a ramp, breaks an ankle. DH in that game, yeah, yeah. Keep him out of that field. Freedom with kid gloves there. Yeah, that's a good call. What a, that that's a dumbest decision for a <laughs> ballpark amenity I, it, it doesn't make any sense it's like putting like a slope in like one of the corners of a, a a basketball court like what are you doing are you looking to injure somebody i mean how stupid is that Just well dumb. look at it this way if we would have had that at darts park matt or uh, jeremy and matt courts would have uh maybe been able to figure out survival of the fittest who we would have, have navig- we would have navigated better that way i would have been on <laughs> on my face quick and it would have looked great for matt it just put should have put jeremy just put jeremy in the slant on the slant part just, <laughs> just leave, leave me the field balls there and then let i've got out. like a 15 by 20 spot that's all the rest. <laughs> right i was just asked today if i ever played baseball and i was i was like i i just had to answer i'm like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? You did win. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really proud of this and definitely didn't make my buddies proud of me. That's for sure. Oh, man. We're proud so, of you, man. So embarrassing. Speaking we of, have, I, I am going to go. I am going to go watch Coach, Coach Garrison uh, and his team play um, in, a, in a week or so. They've still got a couple games left. They've been they've been crushed with you know weather and not being able to play some games and you know it's just been tough. They did some traveling, so that was good. So they did get some stuff in down south, but uh, he's he's diehard. He plays you know as much as he can, but man, it's just freezing outside. I I I don't know about you, but golf and baseball would be are just awful to play. They're not enjoyable when it's so cold. I, I just I and they're not enjoyable to watch either. I mean, it's just. This needs to be good, nice weather, except the fall where it's starting to get cold, but then you got the world series, right? I mean, you've got the playoffs and everybody's ready to go. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Yeah. Anyway, you get the snow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. So Ryan, your tennis, your tennis is not your, your tennis courts are still too windy to play too. Right. I mean, does that mean you're inside with ping pong or what? I don't have a ping pong table, unfortunately, and I'm going to have my first uh, league tennis match on Tuesday, and it's going to get up to a balmy 50 degrees for the match. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And that's, that's probably one of the better days we've had in the last week. It, it was supposed to start last week, you know, the league, but they're between the rain and the wind and the temps just couldn't do it. Hmm. 
So. Yeah, my wife is after me to buy a ping pong table. So I'm on Facebook Marketplace, like constantly looking for one. And uh, I mean, they're either really, really terrible or really, really good and out of my price range. And so, mm. you know, I got I, I to keep my eyes open for one. But my, my sons really want to play ping pong. And I'm like, well, that's one more thing I can beat them in. So yeah, sure. Let's, that's worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I actually just played uh, ping pong for the first time in a long time at our church. Uh, about a week and a half ago, I played Mike Zempel. So he's got three boys and I played his middle boy and it was a good match. I mean, I think they play often and uh, I was kind of kicking off the rust a little bit. And then, so Mike, the next week said, I want to play you. Um, and then I beat Mike. Um, so I, I'm feeling good about my ping pong game, but yeah, if you don't play it, I mean, more than once I'd wind up and swing it. I'd completely miss the ball. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is brutal. <laughs> I said, I don't know if it's just uh, timing, rust vision, probably vision mainly going blind. So that's cool. <laughs> but I would LASIK, like man LASIK. No, I can't. I, I You're asked not my, a candidate. I asked my ophthalmologist when I finally got in last December. I said, hey, I know I've got macular dystrophy. Can I get LASIK? She's like, no, you are not a candidate for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then just no. do CBD. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I know. It'd be fun. I'd like to play some of you goofballs and ping pong for old time's sake. Seriously. One of these days. That great. would be, be a blast. Oh, Jeremy, you get a table. Then we'll we'll do a reunion in, in Scotty. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I ho hope to get one in uh, short order. So we'll see. We'll see. Matt, Matt, do I remember right when we had uh, some of those ping pong tournaments back at Pilly? Did you and I play in the final one year? And then did did Nate Johnson beat you the next year? And I played him in the finals. I can't remember. Yeah, Nate. Nate played. Yeah, he played a role. I think that there might have been an upset there. Um, yeah, it's uh, not one, not one of my uh, finer moments for sure. Losing to <laughs> Jan Yonner. I love you, Yonner, but <laughs> losing to you and ping pong pal wasn't a, wasn't something I could afford to do, but I did. <laughs> it's like Giannis losing to me in a layup contest. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. But for some reason, it just popped into my mind. I'm like, I feel like I beat Matt one year, and then I played Yonner another year or so. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, I do, I do recall that. I think that is probably accurate. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Don, what, what else you got on your your mind these days? I know it's been a month, and you're, you're keeping an eye on world events. You've got to have some other things on your mind. Oh, I got it. I got some more stuff here. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Um, I, I, so I attended a uh, oh, what is it? Uh, you know, you have you ever heard of Jan Merkel, right? She's the uh, mm -hmm. what's that? What's what's her? That's a, what's that ministry she has? Um, Vine. Uh, shoot, shoot, I can't remember what that ministry is. That radio minister she has. Um, uh, but she's uh, she's she keeps a tab on all the all the uh, end mm -hmm. time stuff and and. Yeah. Um, and uh, she had a she had a little uh, a little uh, conference or a little evening event at a church just down the road from me, so I decided to to check it out. And it was interesting because they had a guy come up from California. He was talking about uh, the Great Reset, and um, Jan Merkel is a firm believer that the Great Reset is the beginning of the tribulation. Now they are all Jan Merkel and all her peeps are are pre uh, pre trip. 
So, you know, they're all about the, uh, well, you know, will be taken up before this is all gets, but, but it has to be set up. It's gotta be, it's gotta start somewhere, start, start somehow. Um, and so it was a really interesting conversation. Talk, they talked about cryptocurrency and things like that. Whereas, you know, is that the next, you know, and they're talking about how the digital dollar that, that Biden is, is uh, pushing now, um, basically they're taking, you know, what cryptocurrency is and, and trying to convert it into their own type of currency so that they can use that technology and hijacking it and use it for their, for their, for their own good. Uh, will it cryptocurrency be around? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical on cryptocurrency all of a sudden. I don't know. I'm like, like, do I sell all my crypto now? Do I sell my Doge and, and uh, my bit, <laughs> my Bitcoin and my, my ethernet or Ethereum and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. I'm, 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 you know, I'm kind of in a quadri here. I don't know what to do with this stuff here, but is it, uh, is it time to unload it? And then, then I saw something and, and this, this is kind of goes into uh, your world, Matt. And maybe you can uh, help share some things on this, but uh, there've been a lot of cyber attacks on America's food supply. Have you guys been hearing about this? There's a lot of cyber attacks on America. And I don't, and I, I take this back, I take, let me step back a second. I don't know if they're necessarily on, um, uh, go hand in hand with the cyber attack, but there have been at least 18 incidents where, where um, food supply you know, processing plants have have gone up in flames and uh, matt i know you had one earlier and usually by this time of year usually at a, they say this they say like you know maybe 12 or less a year this happens just because right accidents are going to happen things are going to go up they've already had 18 this year and uh and uh i think uh ryan your pal Klaus schwab of uh the world economic forum he he, <laughs> he uh he even went as far as to say there would be a cyber pandemic of sorts uh that would would uh that would um, um go after you know food supply the, the food supply chain and things like that and how we're seeing inflation all this stuff happening and now we've got food you know food supply chains um what are your guys' thoughts on uh I, I don't know matt maybe you could tell me tell us more about i don't know if, if you can uh speak what you can speak to but didn't you have a uh you were you, where your where your company had a, a factory go down because of a fire or something like that there was a fire at one of our uh one of our establishments uh one of our factories uh did not take the whole thing down uh was okay. was a very significant uh a very significant loss um so yeah it uh it was really unfortunate and i have heard the you know seeing the, the number of whether it's fires or even like you know small planes you know, yeah yeah crashing into these these places and you it is it's it is interesting to sit back i i don't know that it's uh, you know it's all coordinated or anything like that right, but uh, right. it is interesting from a food side you know you know obviously with the whole russia ukraine thing and then you know what i guess for me i would i've not looked to into it too deeply but what is to be gained by hamstringing our food supply here in our country considering we're already getting pressured from what other countries are not able to import specifically grain, I think in fertilizer too, to a certain extent, but I think grain was a big one from Ukraine and Russia. What, what, if you're going to be a conspiracy theorist, like on this, like what, what's to gain from that? Is somebody just going to rise up and be a monopoly on it? I, I don't understand what it brings if they're, if they're hurting the food, food supply chain in, in the United States. I don't know. I, I do know this anecdotally, but there is a huge, huge problem with the swine flu 
and the reason I'm, I'm in tune to that as far as food is concerned is just because of chickens. I, I've got, I raised chickens and like 12 different chicken uh, and poultry farms have had to basically bury one farm was like 2 million or a million birds. And they just had to dig open graves in a field and just put them all in it. And that's a six month turnaround before you get, you know, the chick or first of all, clean everything out and then put chicks in there and raise them all the way to where they're producing again um, is like a half a year. And that is a huge loss, but like farm after farm after farm is going through this and it's carried around by any bird that's out there uh, from what I understand. So I've, I've had to watch that kind of thing, but I don't know about you guys, eggs went from 69 cents, 79 cents to about uh, $4, three and a half bucks, somewhere in that neighborhood. I can sell my eggs for about six and a half to seven bucks, um, all the way up to, I've seen them 10 bucks a dozen um, if they're free range and if they're, you know, um, non-caged or whatever, wow. um, I, I, it, it is spiked. So I'm actually thankful that I invested when I did in those birds. And I'm hoping that they can actually not only supply us with, with eggs, which I'm, I'm only getting a, a few for my older birds, but um, that I can actually help bring the price down. But it's interesting the the price of bird uh, or just their, their feed has like doubled and is going up again. Hmm. So if you don't have a way to supplement them, like to range them, you know, free range them and, and give them some grass and other things, just naturally bugs and other things that, to eat, your cost is going sky high. And, and it's no wonder that eggs have just doubled, tripled, you know, quadrupled in price. I mean, they're just jumping all over the place and they can c- continue to do that. I, I think they're going to go up even further and hold probably around the $4 range um, for about six months. And then, and then depending on, you know, some other food chain type things, if, if it calms down and the war in Ukraine kind of calms down maybe a little bit, we get some stability in the stock market, other things, maybe that will help bring things down. But just like car prices and other things, commodities are going up and they, they're saying it's going to stay up there. It's going to stay up. And, and I don't know who they is. I wish I could really say definitively who that is. But just listening to experts around here, the ag report and other people, they're saying everything is going up. And, and it's just, there's no way to bring it down because everything is up to, for, for farmers to, to take their margins. They have to sell it at those prices. Otherwise, they're turning their farms around. Another thing, not to further your conspiracy theories, but here's something else that I find very interesting is that if you look for public records of who is buying land, farmland in America, Don, it's tied to the Great Reset. And I just happened to come upon the Wisconsin Daily News, which I, I had no idea about, or Wisconsin Christian News, excuse me. Like one of their feature articles last last month was about the Great Reset, and they're talking about all of this, like they're asking for open records to find out where the where these um, farms are being sold to and who's buying them. And the government is all of a sudden shut the door to mm. open records. You can't get that information. And then the government has these subsidy programs that they're paying these huge, huge sums of money to. We're talking millions of dollars to somebody who is not even on the farm, but has quote ownership in the farm. Somehow they bring some type of, of expertise, whether that's 
you know, PR or, or something. But it's a way for, I believe, our, our government really to be in cahoots with some of this stuff and maybe not necessarily to cover it up, but, but be a part of shifting our land ownership right out from under the U.S. farmer right to foreign nations. It is disgusting to me. It is absolutely despicable. You wonder why people can't buy land anymore and why the price is so high. It's because other nations have the deep pocketbooks and they've got U.S. by the throat. They're buying it all. They're running it under U.S. farmers, quote unquote, but they've got the ownership. You talk about, you talk about infiltrating from every angle. What, what more do we need to get shut down than to have somebody else controlling our land and food supply? And so go, spray ahead. go ahead, so, Don. Yeah, no. So going back to Matt's question, what do they have to gain? What is what is what is there to gain um, in in rising in, in making our commodities rise in price and buying up all this farmland and all that stuff? Do I, I, I don't I don't know that it's so much to gain. I think it goes to your first question or your first thought of I I believe that things are positioning themselves and times wise that because of all the prices, because of all these things, because of all the the weight and and um, you know that that families are going to have to bear that they're having to, to pay you know exorbitant prices. I filled my van up, hundred and five dollars to fill it up from not even not even empty, hundred and five bucks, and I'm like, and we can't you know we can't be traveling this summer. We're not going to go to Ohio. We're not going to go places. I don't, I don't want to travel a whole lot anywhere. I'm, look, I'm looking for a free swimming pool so that we can get our kids wet instead of driving to the lake once in a while. You know, it's just things like that. And it's just going to keep ratcheting up. Where is the end? I don't know that we're going to find that again. I don't think we're going to find that, you know, 99 cent gas again. I, I, I do think, Don, that there is something to the fact that this is all kind of just slowly cinching in. And it, it, we may find some, some, some easier times. We may find a little mellow out, but you know that the noose is getting tighter. It has to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's something to gain. I think Satan and the evil one and all of his armies are seizing their day here on this earth. <laughs> they're not going to win, of course. You know, they, they, they just, they're not going to win. I, I see it as well. I, I, I see more and more signs. I think we're nearing um, the end. I really do. Yeah, I think it. Um, I think I've heard it explained, or in some ways explained, of what they have to gain. It is is by they have to bring America down, right? To the you know right now America's you know way up here, and everybody else is way down here, right? Um, as far as economy, as far as as um, you know profitability and things and, and and things like that. So so they have to bring America down in order to, for everyone to be on the same playing field in order to. Uh, incorporate what they say is, you know, considering maybe the great reset. I mean, they have to, they have to bring America down. They have to knock it down in order, instead of, instead of bringing everybody up, which of course is impossible to do, they're, um, they're going to knock the one, you know, the one country that has it all down. I mean, um, independency on, on, on uh, energy and, and right now the gold stand, I mean, you know, the U S the U S dollar is the, is the, uh, is the, the default currency. I mean, it, you know, the, so they've got to bring that down, you know, and they've got to dock that out in order for everybody to be on the same level. Um, and, and so, 
go ahead. And and what's so crazy is you would expect, you'd expect other countries to do that, right? So if you're, if you're not in first place, you're, you're striving to get to first place and you'll probably use nefarious means to get there. What is so, what is so uh, concerning and appalling is the fact that it, it appears and, 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 and very likely is that leadership is complicit, if not, if not like helping to lead it, you know, looking to get, you know, monetary gain or whatever, like they're, they're not only like, uh, so incompetent that they're not seeing what happens, they are actually assisting in that. And that's actually part of the plan. And like this, this greater good, uh, this is what we have to do. It's like, we're, we are so backwards and upside down, you know, like I said, the, the right is wrong and wrong is right. I've never seen it as clear as I have now where that is just the case. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And that's, and that's what we talked about in our last podcast. I think when we, we mentioned, we showed that, or we talked about that clip that Biden said a new world order is coming. We, upload, yeah. we, we, uh, we gotta be on the, we gotta be the ones leading it. Well, they got that guy to, in the, in, in, whoever has that guy to, in their back pocket is, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's getting, he's getting played because he, want, he they want him to think that he's leading it. He's not leading it. <laughs> he's just a, he's just a, uh, a tool in their in their toolbox to to be able to to manipulate. Um, one more thing I want to talk about too is is this whole Elon Musk thing, and what I wanted to get hmm. your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, what uh, what Elon Musk buying uh, buying Twitter? What do you get? What are your guys' thoughts on that? I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's I think it's the wild card that the left did not see at all coming. Okay, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard everything from, and I've read everything from, you know, this is a conspiracy and he's part of the whole shebang yeah. to legitimate, I, I want free speech. And so I'm going to just, you know, because I can, and I have $44 billion or whatever in my pocketbook that I can do this, going to do it. Um, I, t- to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. And <laughs> Anyway, I'll leave it at that. I have no clue. I don't know. I think it's great. If he can buy it, fantastic. I'm not a Twitter user. So, you know, if it brings back free speech, fine, you know, but I'm indifferent. Ryan, go. I'm all for it. He said that, uh, what did he say? 20 10% on each side of the aisle is not going to be happy, uh, whatever that means. But it sounds like he's a big free speech guy and I know he appreciates the Babylon B. So if that's the case, I'm on board with him. <laughs> yeah, it's been hilarious to watch. No doubt about it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just a little skeptical. Just again, because that's that's who I am, and um, I'm a little skeptical because if we're keeping score at home here, this guy now now controls Twitter. He also now controls Starlink. If you guys, you guys familiar with Starlink? Yeah, that's the whole internet uh, throwing throwing satellites up into the uh, under or just near orbit or whatever that is, uh, so that we can all access the internet. How much of a shift in power is this guy trying to plan here? He is gaining a lot. He is controlling information, right? We all know information is power. I mean, think about this. He controls Twitter now, and in years from now he could control the internet for all we know i mean think about that and it's interesting because it's setting up because we're setting it up for one person to be in charge of everything 
you know just yeah and here's my and question the controls of the switch the switch there, and the controls every there's it's being set up so one person could be in control of all of it so so don i i think you're right i've had this thought about elon musk because every time i talk you know my son is like oh elon's awesome he's brilliant he's a genius i wish i could be elon musk blah 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 blah, blah. okay be elon i'll you know name your first son elon whatever <laughs> But one thing that I have always asked both my son and anybody who else thinks, you know, who, who's on the Elon bus is who, who, who does he tie himself to? Like, who does he associate with? And, and what are his, what are his roots? I find him nothing. Zero. It is, he is literally out there and he's got his own little empire, which when you look at, when you look at the, the antichrist, and I'm not saying Elon is. Right, right. But a person maybe like that, who is able to bring all nations and have this overwhelming ability to control them. And they don't even question. It's just like, oh, yeah, this guy, he, he knows what it is. But you're right. He's got that, like, you know, you know, whatever. He's got kind of that, I don't want to say personality, yeah, but it's yeah. almost like he's got it. Yeah, and yeah, and certain, I agree to a certain degree. I, not I, not saying I, he is the antichrist, right. but I agree with you, Jeremy. I don't know. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I don't think he's got a little, little pentagram set out, set up down in his basement. And, right. And he's he's got the he's got the Ouija board game going crazy with his kids or whatever. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. But it, but it just seems like man, that's a lot of power. We're we're granting this kid. I mean, not we're, we're granting it, but he's buying up. Yes, um, he's able to. So. So I thought that was interesting, but uh, yeah, I was just curious. Was just yeah, curious but think me. about yeah, granted, yeah, we obviously don't know all his background and stuff, but think about the alternative. I mean, leave it with, with Jack Dorsey and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, and I mean, those guys are. I mean, they are, I mean, out out in right field, like as far as as far as you can get. So, um, and I I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, you know, Elon put a. Uh, kind of put a um like a political uh diagram up over you know kind of identifying his position you know over the last like like i don't know 12 years or whatever i think back in what 2008 he would you know much more closer to the left and you know uh, through the course of time he's moved you know he shows the left going way left which is obviously extremely true and the right coming a little bit more to the left too but he's you know showing him to be a bit more more conservative and the fact that what he's championing championing right now the uh, free speech uh or, or trying to get back to that um and, and and again yeah i think that's a i think that's a that's a good thing um i don't think we should take everything that he says as gospel but i guess don how do you correlate you know what elon's doing with what the, the department of homeland security is doing with this uh uh truth and governance board uh that mayorkas what a what a gone administration we have they they are they have no idea what anyone's doing but what i mean what's your take on that you mean what obama's doing i mean let's be honest i mean let's let's not puppeteering well it was no coincidence that all that all of a sudden pops up as soon as they get word that elon musk is is, yeah is buying twitter come on i mean that's it's just too quick <laughs> three days that. after yeah. yeah three days after Nuts. oh well look guess what we've got we've been thinking about doing this little uh little committee we got yeah it's just it's it's a it's a play on the for the government to con- to further their control on free speech and and they know they lost it when when elon musk went in to buy buy a twitter so this is their this is their attempt to gain back some power for me that's 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 a that's a scary 
scary thing and now they're trying to backtrack and say well no this is all about other nations yeah you goners you you used other nations to talk with the russia collusion hoax you guys love this stuff this this is right up your alley it is on it's unbelievable didn't they they write the rule book i mean didn't they write this playbook come on and they rewrite it whatever's convenient for them it is it's 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 that uh that orwell's book that you know 1984 1984. it's it is wild like I, I, I sit back and in the person they chose to run it, oh, man. you can't make this up, man. She's like, oh, that's a Trump, that's a Trump made up thing that, uh, you know, yeah, Biden's son's laptop thing. That's all a, like, she's disinformation and she's leading this thing and she's and making decisions on that. Why not just allow people to share their thoughts and have a forum like you know, back in you know back in the day where you'd come to the the town hall and you'd, you'd be able to share that stuff and interact and yeah, we might not agree on everything, but boy, to shut this stuff down and you know call these things hate speech and it's just no one wants to think anymore. They want to tell and control, uh, tell you what to think and control what you're able to information you're able to input that would influence your thinking and that's that's extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's scary. It- scary wow so don after thinking about all this are you you know digging another bunker i mean what are we doing what are we doing with all this info well i'm seriously i i seriously want to look into buying land i mean i i want to i want to divert some of my uh, portfolio out, out of stocks and and you know start, try to try to you know put more into gold and stuff like that but i want to i want to i want to i, I seriously want to get more land i mean it seems like that's the safest thing right now. Uh, actual, you know, actually, but, but again, it's, it's, it's incre- incredibly expensive. What do you do? Yeah. There? Right. So get this. Okay. So when I moved out to the place I, I live, we're out of town a little bit. There was, um, uh, there's 29 acres about a mile down the road. It's just, it's just a farm field. Right. And the farmers that are around us own huge conglomerate farms. They have like 3000 cows they need places to put their manure and and it just makes every sense in the world that one of them would turn around and this is pennies to them you know they want they want almost three hundred thousand dollars for this piece of land it's 29 acres it's like what in the world so i told amber i'm like you know what if i had the money I would actually buy that even at the exorbitant price. Right, right. I would buy that land. And she's like, you're crazy. And I said, no, I'm not crazy. Because if you have something that somebody really wants in a, in a desperate situation, they are, that's going to be, that's going to be peanuts to them as far as money is concerned, because when they, they want control and they know you've got more asset as far as ground dirt, I'm talking dirt, they're probably going to think a little bit twice about who you are and what you're doing. And, you know, it might bring some scrutiny too, but anyway, it's just amazing to me. So I'm, I'm with you, Don. I I am. Let's buy, let's build a land trust. Let's throw our bucks into it. Let's buy some dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. That's why, that's why I'm kind of shying away from crypto because it's, it's non-tangible. You know, you can't hold it. Anything you can hold. Exactly. That's what you got. I think feel like you have to invest it and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll be investing in some art. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Don, just... Don, why don't you offer Jeremy all of your doge for all of his chickens? <laughs> Maybe that'll kind of reconcile our relationship. Hey, I still look. I still look and watch my doge every day. 
Last nope. I looked, it wasn't doing too well. No, it was it, down to twelve cents. You yeah, don't know. That's what I saw. <laughs> well, did you buy it at five? Yeah, no, no, I didn't. I think oh, you bought it at like twenty five, thirty five. Ex- not exactly. <laughs> Got a big minus sign on that still. <laughs> In my old Robin Hood account. We were yeah. halfway to the mood when you jumped out. <laughs> Sheesh, man! I was. Word. I should have got out at seventy-one cents when it. When speaking of Elon, when he right did it go up that SNL. high? Yeah, yeah, seventy-one cents. Was, oh, yeah. you guys could have sold at seventy-one and it's down to twelve. Yeah, I, I sold all mine when she I gone. about broke even. So I got I got no more Doge. I'm not a Doge yeah. guy no more. <laughs> oh well, wow. I yeah, just keep I, I just keep my shares because I love just saying Doge so much. <laughs> I know it's it's it a cool me, word. It at least makes me feel good. It does. <laughs> yeah, I I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Matt you know, as far as Elon goes. I I know jo, uh, Don was joking around about my buddy Klaus Schwab, and you know if, if he were if he were controlling Twitter, I'd have a lot more concern. I I just I don't have that concern with Elon. I think he just he's more yeah. into uh, being an entrepreneur and a pioneer. And I, I do think he understands coming from South Africa to America. He's one of those folks who comes in and realizes, you know, free speech is so essential. Um, I, I, I want to believe that. Maybe I'm just gullible, but I, I, I think this is probably good. And it's going to. My pastor it, said the other day, that guy is the ugliest man alive. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm Elon? Like, hey, yeah, he was like, you just punched him in the face with this comment i was like oh man that's that's pretty that's pretty rough i'm like i, I don't care if i i'd look like that and have his wealth that i'd try that out i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> mind that did you guys see that uh that that conference thing he had when they open oh no they opened up that new plant in texas if you youtube it uh it was a couple of weeks ago but he, he had they did some crazy stuff with those drones outside in the, in the middle of the night. And they were like doing all these formations with the light. It was a light show with these drones. And it was looked out. It looked like it was part of another world. I'm serious. It, uh, it, it looked really? amazing. So it what do you look up? Like Elon you Musk, do, Elon Texas? Musk, yeah, Texas plant opening or something like that. Okay. You'll, you'll, yeah, there's, he introduces the, uh, the their, their new truck they're rolling out next year. It's going to be. Uh, You'll probably also see the foot, footprint of their new corporate headquarters of Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That guy that offered him a hundred acres, come come over to Texas. I'm telling Crazy. you, he's going to turn the San Francisco office into a homeless shelter. Which I was out in San Francisco back when I went to California yeah. and Florida, and uh, it, there was there was a lot of a lot of homeless people in California. It was it was pretty pretty sad, pretty sad. Mm-hmm to see that so yeah yeah that is that is sad hey um quick question i i just happened to read an article today i i don't generally read the new york times um but i i, I did it was it was a link i came across and the writer was making the case of course you probably have seen the media piling on lately against ron DeSantis for obvious reasons but um making the case that hey, conservatives, you're not conservative anymore if you're using government to go after business. You used to be a friend of business. And with what DeSantis has done uh, with Disney lately, uh, they're now turning it around like, hey, you were known as a business-friendly party. And what's going on now led by Ron DeSantis? So uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I mean, mine mine off the top of my head is I don't think it was an anti-business attack as much as it was, hey, you've had special privileges at Disney. And if you're going to get involved, 
bringing your West Coast politics to Florida, you're not going to have privileges anymore. I mean, is that is that how you all are understanding it? I basically say this is not a one-way street; it's a two-way street, and we'll fight fire with fire. Yeah. So it it uh, you don't just get to dictate what you want to do because you're you're way left leaning. When somebody plays you at your own game, um, maybe you mm-hmm. see how tricked out your game was to begin with, and mm-hmm. you got you got no you got no place to be questioning or um, calling the calling the kettle black. You know, mm-hmm. that's you're 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 you've done the same thing and you continue to do the same thing. So. That's yeah. why DeSantis is my homie. Yeah, R- Ryan, I know you like him. What was your thought? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I want to, I want to be somebody who can read an article from anywhere and analyze what's true and what's not true. And and I, I agree with Matt that this is something they've done to the right. But so many things over the last several years seem to be shifting, you know. Um, and I, I think I. I I just, what I shared earlier about how I viewed what he's done with Disney, I don't think it matches the criteria they're talking about, almost being an enemy of business. They're just saying, you're going to get, pl-. that's why churches don't have to pay taxes. They're not supposed to be a political arm, right? right. So apparently, whatever special privileges Disney has had, and I, I can't enumerate them, but they've just been removed because they've gotten so political against a bill that was passed by the government of Florida. Um, for for parents, for parents' concerns, parents' rights. So I, I don't think he's at fault, and I don't think the Republicans are anti-business now because of what happened in Florida. How long before churches are going to start paying taxes? I don't think that's too far away either. Well, I, I, I was thinking that 10 years ago, honestly. I, I remember listening to some John MacArthur messages where he was, I mean, he's had some battles there in California, maybe even with, with COVID that's come up again lately, but yeah, I, I, he's, he's for many years now been saying, yeah, it's going to, it would be very costly if we had to pay tax on our property here in California. Oh yeah. That's one way to shut. And and to speak about what Don was talking about, you know, it's another way, not even a power grab. It's just to, to grab, you know, they're, they're grabbing at anything. They're grabbing at everything. It, it, there isn't, there isn't, you know, and yes, there are maybe some special things that they're targeting, but at the same time, you know, it's the hippo marble game. You know, it's like, how many marbles can I get in this, in this play? And if I get none stink, if I, if I get a bunch, awesome, you know, it just seems like that game to me and we're the marbles. So wild to, to think back what our country was founded on, like where people came from to come here to, you know, we, we fled that, you know, we fled that. Yeah, hey, we can't. We got. To, we want to worship the way we want to worship, and and all the wonderful ideas that is our country. And now, how it seems like we're reverting back to the countries that we left to form this country, and we can't do it fast enough. Or at least that's the that's the more the the more liberal view. And uh, it's just God, this, go look at history. How does that work out? Where has it been successful? No. Where? Where? Are you well, serious? Depends on what history book you're reading, Matt. I mean, well, <laughs> I, because I left reading... my woke one on the on the bookshelf. Sorry. Okay, good. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's sad. Sad, sad, sad truth. Yeah, I was wow. going back and forth on that, this wrestling with this question about you know what Florida was doing to Disney. And um I I I can see it from both sides. I see, I mean, I, I lie on uh, in favor of, I'm in favor of what DeSantis is doing um, because Disney definitely 
I mean, you stay in your lane, right? I mean, that's the whole idea. You got to stay in your lane. Disney was not staying in its lane. It's now involved in political gain and 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 teaching things to children that have that they have no business having to deal with in in a in a in a stinking uh, film they produce. Right. But on the other side of things, now you mentioned, you know, how long is it is it going to take for churches to be taxed? Well, it just takes one. Um, left-leading government to say you know what uh, uh first baptist church down the road we don't it's like time. how you're doing business yeah so so we're gonna pull we're gonna pull the plug on on that you know i mean yeah. i mean there's there's a there's two it's a, like you said it's two-way street and uh pretty soon i think i think i don't know this is the uh you know is this the beginning of opening a door to to something more here well, and hopefully I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah. And hopefully our our Supreme Court stays conservative enough that in some of those choices and decisions, when it comes to that, that they will make the right choice for an extended period of time. And you know, that's just an extended period of time. It's not for all time. It's just for, you know, what they see as, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's right. That's why you've got the, that balance of government that was set up that way. So you know, in theory, one side can't get too great, but you've seen even, even in the craziness of where we're at right now, you've seen the checks and balances work out the way they should have. And, and we don't necessarily agree with every decision, but that's, that was the the vision of our forefathers is to have that balance out, you know, cause right. they didn't all agree either. That's why they set it up. So one couldn't just be the dictator or the, the controller, uh, or what was that, uh, in the matrix movie, what was that final guy, the architect, right when don when you were talking about like it's going to be controlled by one person that's what that's what i thought of that matrix movie like when when neo finally goes and meets the architect you know, like just one guy behind the curtain you know it's like the you know the the wizard of oz or something like that but um yeah it's just it's it's crazy it's crazy crazy times well don you got anything else uh be any more bees in your bonnet that's all i got that's that's all i can take right now <laughs> well, well ryan i do have one question for you i I've, I've been watching you just down things this whole podcast i'm wondering how you're how you're doing on the little debbie thing because to me it just seems like you've gained like four pounds while we've been talking here you're very, very astute you're can, right can i you have give us a little head can you give us a heads up of what's in the on the menu there i, I can't mom, mom just sent a care package He's oh boy a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and honestly don uh, some of those things were for my mom i will be honest with you <laughs> and it has, i'm gonna listen i'm looking ahead to tuesday my tennis match so i felt a little more freedom today it's not been my healthiest day of eating i had leftover pizza for lunch mcdonald's for supper and now this tray of goodies so it's not been my best day okay I had four Oreo double stuffed cookies. I had three chocolate wafer <laughs> treats, and then I had five crackers with Swiss cheese on them just now. Uh, did you did you also give yourself the insulin shot? I mean, was that part part, part of it? He John, just completed, which, he just completed his crumble cookie order from Grubhub. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. On its way. what a great cookie that was! Oh man, good call. Yeah. Don, get get him up to a kickboxing class post haste. <laughs> Seriously, like, go straight north, young man. 
Oh my <laughs> land! Well, the funny thing is, is that guy still uh, Ryan still weighs 110 pounds dripping wet. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, no, I know the guy can I just, pack away I, everything. He's still not going to gain any weight. It um, is unbelievable. <laughs> you, you guys will be proud of me. I have not touched this bag of Hershey's Kisses that I've got by my <laughs> desk. <laughs> I've not That's touched. What's, not, <laughs> what's the cholesterol count right now? You don't know. Yeah, I just not. I just started eat, uh, taking red yeast rice though. That should help with my cholesterol levels. What? Red yeast Can't wait. Rice. Yeah. What is that? It's it's a pill you take. It's, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, so not a not a prescription or anything like that. But okay. Um, so Doctor Z kind of, giving you, giving you some uh, help there. It's like a natural statin. Put it that way. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure it's my cholesterol is dropping by the day. <laughs> Ryan, you you just perfectly illustrated uh, our current our current politicians today. That right, wrong, wrong, right. I am I am not touching the bag of Hershey Kisses that I am now touching. Everything else. Don't believe your lying eyes. Do Everything. not believe them at all. I'm not holding what I am holding in my hand. And did That's Pfizer put that? Five. Did Pfizer put that red yeast pill out or what? I mean, <laughs> that was Kloss. <laughs> He's on the Kloss regime. He's on the Kloss protocol regimen. <laughs> I did. I did see Bill Gates put a book out. Did you guys see that about the next pandemic? And he he what he a... thinks he thinks he I, he asserts in that book from what I saw online from a video that you know one of my uh, doctor YouTube doctors that I watch, he said that uh, Gates believes we've not seen the worst of it and uh it, it could get worse with the, the worst pandemic. of this current pandemic or yeah. the next one uh, this one no he's on absolute oh yeah he's got narcotics he's got a lot of money invested in well he does have a lot of money. yeah exactly <laughs> that's why we're, he's hoping for that next he's pandemic. vested <laughs> hey is it yeah, he's he's known as a great scientist, isn't he? Isn't that where he made his money? <laughs> he's a farmer too. He's invested in a lot. <laughs> that's of true. Yeah. Well. That's that's a true statement. Good old Gates. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I don't a fan. Th- that that guy is as whack as they come. He is he is goofy. When, yeah, he I, I do I, I do have a question. Why are we? paying more attention to the Johnny Depp trial than we are the um, uh, Jelaine Maxwell trial. Anybody know? What it, what is Johnny Depp even on trial for? What, I have no I clue. Know. I'm not a Hollywood guy. Just, I am, I'm not a movie he's guy. Just, he's so entertaining. And it's, you know, anytime you see dysfunction played out at the highest level, the Hollywood level, and you've got everybody watches Johnny Depp, who is ex- extremely entertaining. Sure. You know, he's and, and for whatever reason, you're right. It, it has caught uh, everybody's attention. I, I'm like I, sick and tired of Fox News because everything I'm, I'm I'm looking for the Ukraine updates, and I get Johnny Depp updates. <laughs> hey, well, come on, of, Fox. Speaking of Ukraine, here's a dark horse um, Antichrist selection: Volodymyr Zelensky. No. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying dark horse, dark horse candidate. Look at how the world's come around him. Like, wow, this guy's the man. Who doesn't like Zelensky at this point? Ah, they're they're the, coming around him. They're like tiptoeing in his in his area code. Maybe, you know, there's everybody's real handling him with gentle gloves. 
everybody like I, everybody's like I handle these kisses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, not not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Oh. But yeah, I don't even know if anybody's come right alongside him. You know, he's nobody. He's nobody a... else wants to mess with Putin face to face. That's the deal. Seriously, they, just, they want they Seriously. want Ukraine to fight everybody at the world the world's battle for them. So is the so. Antichrist alive right now today? No. Well, based upon my calculations for the rapture, um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. You think he is, Jeremy? I'm going to say no too. But uh, if I had to count, you know, Ryan's kisses and the fact that there's a few in the bag, maybe. <laughs> I, by the way, I I have heard from a trusted professor that he's pretty confident that Jesus died in 33. AD, AD 33. Okay. So that would then put my rapture guest further ahead to 2026. 2026. Because I think earlier I was, I was telling you guys, I think he may have died in 29, AD 29, which would have upped it to like this year or next year. Okay. So is this like a new calling your shot, Ryan only? <laughs> I, I, you say, hey, I'm not, I'm not making a prediction. I'm just trying to see if, if the Lord likes those 2000 year increments. Is your, uh, are, are you, so you would say the antichrist is alive. Though. Yeah, I, you would have I, to. My, my hunch is that, yeah, that he's alive. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted not to say this. I don't know. I'll probably get struck down with lightning and I pray I, I don't, but is, would it be weird or sacrilegious to have like an antichrist draft? Like, <laughs> Well, Ryan's gonna pop a few kisses after that one. He's he's got he needs <laughs> like <laughs> what's your draft board? I mean, oh, yeah. we're we're in it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's That's gotta go. be. I mean, we That's... gotta go snake draft, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, at least a call in your shot. At least a minimum of that. I, I don't know if you can get a snake draft. I don't know if that that intellectual to understand all the. But yeah, that could be a call in your shot. That could be. <laughs> It'd be oh. interesting to hear from our listeners who they think <laughs> is the Antichrist. I, I, I gotta hand it to you, Don. That's a great question. I mean, as much as much thought as I put into fantasy football plus the rapture calculation, I've never put those two ideas together. <laughs> so so what I'm guessing is your second edition of your books come out in probably 2026, 2027, your third edition of your book is coming out. <laughs> oh, the professor said, well, I had to add and I'm three not years any... when I actually subtracted. So now it's like 2029 20, and a half. <laughs> Please buy my third edition. It's brand new. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm touring with Gates that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's, he's my number one draft pick, man. He's top of your board. Gates? <laughs> no one. way. I'll, I'll give you Gates every day. That guy's so unlikable. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's Zelensky and Elon he's Musk way ahead of Gates. Yeah. True, true, true. Gates is true. 10 times uglier than Musk. <laughs> what'll really send people into crazy is if desantis makes the board that's that's, oh, the, that's the real wow, thing wow, wow, wow. well i said that for no, a no. Easy. Harsh, harsh time out easy oh. come on man yeah that that ain't right hey, i don't i don't believe it right. i don't believe it i'm just saying for the cause of you know the other side right. hey 
Speaking of drafts, what are you guys and that Vikings guy doing announcing our draft pick who was talking for like two minutes? Before, I didn't see yeah. this was I that our minute? That was Minnesota it? guy? Yeah. The the I had heard they had to like cut to get him off. It was Minnesota's? Who was it, was it? Minnesota. it was some guy named Ed something from – he was drafted 50 years ago this year. 50 years ago. He's a 1972 draft pick. He yeah, gets he forgot up, that it was in 1950. Yeah. I mean, everybody else that got up there was like, okay, I'm here representing this great franchise and their pick is this guy just goes on with his life story. Like yeah. I'm Ed so-and-so yeah. and he's just thinking back to some buddies and oh, oh yeah, back in time, high school. Yeah. And also this lady comes out, she's the producer. She's got the at headset the on. She's like, <laughs> dude, classic Minnesota, right? Biden, read your cues, read your cues. It was bad. You've got to watch it. It is. Oh, it is oh that's, that's funny. I got to catch that. And I, I read about it, but I didn't know it was Minnesota doing goofiness like that. Who else? Who represent, else? represent. Oh, man. Special. <laughs> Special. Oh, man. Well, what do, you, uh, we, what do you say we jump into a little competition? Uh, I think it's time for uh, T-Cubed. You guys up? Do it. Brother Ryan. All right. I've, I've definitely got enough food energy to get us through a few questions here. So um, I've got three. And uh, this is in honor of May 1st. It is May Day uh, today as we record this podcast. True. Um, so happy May Day to you all, to all of our listeners. We're looking forward to a nice month of spring weather, hopefully for everybody. You all ready? Yeah, what do we okay. got? We got Go. music. Do we got trivia? What's what's up first, man? Um, some... I've got two, uh, two truth questions, and then the third will be uh, uh, tunes. I read you. All right, here we go. This book of the Pentateuch contains a famous poem that says, the Lord bless you and keep you and his face shine upon you. Matt. Matt. Genesis. What is Genesis? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I'm going to go Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, I think was our last winner. Jeremy, yeah, can you... What is, what is Deuteronomy? Uh, that is incorrect as well. Don, you have a what? you have a three a one in three chance here if you want to take a stab at it. I'm gonna say what is Exodus? Incorrect. It's actually numbers. Uh, it's actually the book of numbers. And what, you're probably wondering, what does that have to do with May? Well, every time I hear somebody from the pulpit say it, I always hear them say, May the Lord bless you, but most of the translations just start with the Lord bless you. So that's how I got it in my mind as a May type of question. So I apologize. Um, kind of a tough one, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I would have ever gotten numbers. I've I've heard it plenty of times, but we had a twenty percent shot. I don't think it was too tough, you know. No, we at least had a shot, but yeah, a dark horse for sure. Nice. All right, good. So we'll move on to question two. This New Testament author said may the god of hope fill you all with all joy jeremy jeremy what is paul who is paul that is correct the apostle paul in romans 15 said may the god of all hope fill you all with all joy and peace as you trust in him which is a similar phrase to what we heard in numbers so romans 15 jeremy on the board one. nice Okay. I was I was hesitating. I was thinking like, well, he's probably gonna go like a Peter one, yep. you know, like a 
one, but yeah, Paul, nice job. Okay, we've got one question left. Don or Matt could force a tiebreaker. Uh, if they get this right, this will be a tuned question. And here it is. This song slash hymn contains the phrase, may Jesus Christ Matt, be praised. Matt. What is, may the mind of Christ my savior? Sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> Gun it. Now I you thought, got that stupid I thought him running in my mind. I thought for sure that yeah, no, that's all I can think of. <laughs> can you repeat the question now? You bet. I thought for sure it was because May was in the title. Like you throw me for a loop, man. It's May's in the first two, but not in the last one. Well, May. Okay, here's the question again. <laughs> Name the song slash hymn that contains the phrase, and here's where the word comes in. Mm-hmm. May Jesus Christ be praised. Yeah, and I, I just went with. I thought May would be in the title too. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. This was song number one in the hymnal I grew up in in Fairmont. I can Don. sing it. Good thing there's only one hymnal in the world. Don. <laughs> oh, Don for the tiebreaker. Uh, what is Blessed Assurance? I don't know. Mm, I nah. one. Incorrect. <laughs> that assures we've got one of us on a winning streak. Jeremy, wow. do you want to take a stab at it? Dun, 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 yep, that's dun, it. Dun, that's dun, the tune. Dun, dun. May Jesus Christ be he, He's got I, the tune. You should get a half a point for the tune. What's the first line of the of the hymn? I don't know. What is may Jesus Christ be praised? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not going to be able to come up with the the, the title. I I don't know. Okay. All right. The answer is when morning gilds the skies. Oh, my heart awakening cries. Yeah. Yep. Now I get all these hymns get jumbled up in my head. That's deep. I know. You so congrats, two. Jeremy. Man. Wow, Jeremy, you're just you you're taking this one, you're taking the bull by the horns lately. Yeah. In the trivia, man. Nice job. Apparently, getting lucky. He's had enough. <laughs> Nose enough. All righty. Well, this this uh, this rogue podcast has been fun. We're going to wrap it up as we always do with "Fix Your Eyes." And uh, Don actually had a good idea. Uh, we're just going to take just about a, a minute each and just kind of share a little bit about um, what the, we've been learning or what the, we've been engaging with, reading about. Um, so. Uh, Ryan, why don't we go ahead and start with you? We'll go Ryan, Jeremy, Don, and then myself to uh, close it out. Uh, sure. So, yeah, coming to the podcast, sometimes we have some time to muse on things, and the challenge was what what currently is is on our heart, on our mind, as we think about things of the Lord. And I think our, our morning message today at church kind of ties into some of the things we've even talked about tonight. And it was from Isaiah 8. And the challenge that was laid out at the end as a practical application for all of us is uh, who are we looking to in these days? Um, back then, it was the nation of Israel. They, they were the ones that had to be challenged. They were going through some difficulties. And we're going through some difficulties here in our country these days as well. But uh, we, we've got one who's on our side, who is in charge of the whole shebang. And uh, whether it's political frustrations I have, um, different conspiratorial ideas that are out there, 
you know, it's easy for me to analyze all these things and to, you know, like, like we've talked about earlier, what, what's our best course of action? We should always be asking for wisdom on, on how we handle these things, no doubt. Uh, but it was encouraging just to hear once again, we, we've got the one who is sovereign on our side. And I, I rest in that. And I, I, I just want to leave you all with that for my, um, you know, fix your eyes segment tonight, my portion of it. Uh, let's, let's continue to fix our eyes on the sovereign God that we serve. Good That's words. Awesome. Um, I've been reading a book called uh, What's Best Next, a guy by the Matt Perman. And uh, he's, he's written a, a book on time management, but just management um, hmm. kind of in general. It's a great read. It's a great read. I really recommend it. Um, he was going through and talking about um, uh, just a, a biblical perspective of how you how efficiency, like how you get things done. And, and he made a couple of points. Uh, number one, that um, being efficient isn't always the best. And I often look for ways to be efficient in school. And that might be missing the point with some people where you look over somebody's gift, or maybe you underestimate somebody and and to let some just organic things happen in your ministry that maybe is a little bit uncomfortable uh, for you or whatever. But he comes to this point, he says, he, he says, look, God has asked us to do good works. And he made this point that raising children is good works. <laughs> it's a good work. And I needed that um, at this moment. But then he talks about just all these verses that have, you know, do everything into good works. I mean, you know, replete with always bearing much fruit, you know, those, those types of passages we're all familiar with um, in the, the Gospels and, and New Testament, the Old Testament as well. But then he puts this quote in by John Wesley. I want to leave you with this. I've, I've been saying this to people in just my own mind. He says, do good all, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can for as long as you can. I thought you talk about a mission statement of, you know, just life and serving and however long we have on this earth, do it all 100% every day, all the time you sleep mm. hard, you sleep well, and you know what? You've got no regrets. I love that thought. I just, I, I I'm swimming in that thought. It's great. So I'm mm. going to do good works as unto the Lord for as long as I can to everybody I can for, for the time I can and uh, let God be praised. Amen, brother. Ephesians 4.15 says, uh, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the, his body, the church. Um, hearing a lot of things lately about um, speaking truth in love. I always think of that, that, that acapella song, yes. uh, speaking truth speaking in love. Truth. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that agape love that he's talking about, that's beneficial to the to the one you're speaking to, to when receiving the love. And, uh, you know, whether you're in conversations with those people on Facebook or Twitter, um, we have a tendency to be combatant and it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be spoken in love. Um, and I think that as we um, have those conversations, may God give us wisdom and help us to express his, his truth in a loving way so that we might turn people toward him instead of away from him. Good stuff. Um, I'm going to go to the greatest book in the Bible, which would be Romans. And I'm going to go to arguably the greatest chapter in the greatest book of the Bible. And that would be number eight and close out with four questions at the end that Paul asks us. And it helps 
put things in perspective. Uh, first, he asks, um, if God is for us, who can be against us? Second question he asks is, who can condemn us? Third question, who can bring a charge against God's elect? And then finally, who or what can separate us from the love of Christ? And the answer to each one of those four, for those that are in Christ, is no one and nothing at all. So no matter what we're facing today, let's, let's anchor ourselves in that gospel truth that uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? All righty. The Rogue episode, episode 52, that's going to be a wrap on it. On this May Day, May 1st, 2022, that is the year of our Lord.